It's difficult at the best of times to stick to a budget. Not only do you have to fund your daily living expenses, but there's also paying down debt and meeting your savings goals. For parents, there's also education costs to consider, as well as providing for children. But during times of high inflation, such as now, it becomes even harder to stretch your dirham further. Regardless of where you are in the world today, prices are on the rise, salaries are not keeping up, and if you're like me, your monthly budget is feeling the pressure. However, there are ways to ease the financial stress you might be experiencing right now and save money. That's right, even during times of high inflation. Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is Alison Sultani, founder of the UAE savings website, Leap Savvy Savers, who's here to share her tips and tricks on how to save money, even when the cost of living is rising. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Alison. Hi, Felicity. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, you're welcome. So I'm sure that I'm not the only one to notice that prices are rising in the UAE, everything from my grocery bills to filling up the car. How are your finances holding up these days? I feel exactly the same, Felicity. I have definitely noticed an increase. I track my spending and my petrol bill was up 35% in March 2022 in comparison to 2021. My grocery bills is is also up. So I'm definitely noticing an increase in everything, especially everyday expenses. Absolutely. But through your website, Leap Savvy Savers, have you noticed an increase in people wanting advice from you on how to save money since the cost of living started rising? Yeah, I've definitely noticed uh, people more interested in cutting back on spending and definitely more interested in my savings challenges. For example, my no spend challenge booklet is my most popular download of 2022, which suggests that people have really started to take interest in reducing their spending. And it's especially I've noticed it's people who perhaps are carrying debt or who don't have a high savings rate, meaning people who perhaps spend almost as much as as their income. So they don't have a lot of room for those price increases within their budget. And they're they're the kind of people that are often reaching out um, for tips and advice as well. I can imagine. What about you, though? Have you started to take stock of your spending, such as cutting back on luxuries or going out for dinner, for example, to keep your budget afloat? I think I inadvertently started preparing for this uh, in 2021 because I embarked on a no spend year. So at the end of 2020, I decided to do this no spend year. I cut back and stripped back my entire budget to basically the bare basics and tried intentionally not to spend and to be really careful with what I spent. So I accidentally prepared for it in that way. And then what I did was I gradually added back expenses based on things that I actually really valued and enjoyed rather than um, just spending because that's what I've always done because it's been a habit for me. It's always been a certain way. And I also believe in values budgeting really, really strongly. So I believe in things like 
spending on things that you really, really enjoy and you really love and trying to cut back on things that perhaps you may be buying because it's expected of you. You feel pressure from society or family members or colleagues to spend money on those things. Um, so I have started to take more notice of it again this year. I haven't done a strict no spend this year, but I've certainly started taking notice of it. When I was doing my no spend year, I really noticed that I started to really enjoy living frugally, actually, and living on less, saving money often gets a bad rep in the finance community, but it actually gives you so many benefits because if you save more, now you can learn to live on less. And therefore, if things like inflation or other external events in the world impact your the costs of things and your spending, you're prepared for it. And also, you have to actually save less for retirement, for finishing work, because you need less of a retirement pot to spend in retirement if you can learn to live with less. So I certainly have been thinking about it more intentionally, but not trying to think, oh, I must cut back on this and I must cut back on this, but more thinking, what can I cut back on that doesn't bring me value? Um, and I also think that showing gratitude and thinking about what you appreciate in life can help you in times of inflation. Because if you actually really look around at what you appreciate in your life, it can help you to avoid over-consuming, which has been shown to not actually bring the long-term fulfillment and joy that we're actually seeking when we overspend. And I also think that we need to strike a balance between um, saving and spending. Because I think that really, really obsessing over saving and going too far into being frugal can actually have negative effects on your life as well. If you're feeling like you're really restricted, you're less likely to be able to keep it up and keep going long term. So I think there's a balance as well. Absolutely. I think that overconsumption is a serious problem that many people around the world experience. And, you know, that keeping up with the Joneses pressure, um, you know, of meeting expectations of what people think that you should buy is also an issue. But it's all, it is finding that balance, isn't it? You know, you don't want to be too stingy, but you don't want to be overspending, you know, blowing all of your money so you're not saving. But would you recommend, Alison, that we reassess our budgets to keep up with the rising cost of living? And if so, how would we do that? Yeah, absolutely, Felicity. I think if people are feeling the pinch, especially in everyday expenses where, you know, a lot of people that are doing their weekly grocery shop or filling the car with fuel doesn't necessarily bring them joy and excitement. And it's not what they love to spend money on, but they feel like it's a requirement and necessity in their life. It is definitely worth reassessing the budget. And there are steps you can take. And the first step is to track expenses. Unfortunately, it's a step that people generally don't enjoy. They least The least favorite step that I noticed that that people have to take, but it's the most important one. And if you can get over that hurdle, the rest should be plain sailing, really. And what you should do is take your expenses for the last one to three months from maybe your credit card statement um, or from your receipts and really take an honest evaluation of what where you're spending, where your money's going. That's the first question you need to ask yourself. Where is my money going? And it can help to group your spending into categories. For example, 
if you're spending on in restaurants, you could perhaps calculate all of the spending that you do and put it under a category eating out. Um, and if you then you could put all your bills together, for example, your utilities bills in a category and just be able to see where you're spending the money and where it's going. And from there, you could actually get a really clear picture of your financial habits, essentially your spending habits. After that, you can start to go through your expenses and see where you can cut. You can do it two ways. You can do it by looking at, do I really value this? For example, I cut, when I did my no spending challenge, I cut uh, a popular streaming service at Stream TV. And it was such a small expense. I think it was 29 dirhams a month I was spending on this. So it really didn't make a huge difference to my budget. But I actually noticed that I was binge watching too much TV. And when I cut it from the budget, I actually had more time to do things that brought me more fulfillment and happiness in the long term. So things that are even small expenses, you can look at it and assess, "Mm, do I really want that? Um, And then the other thing is to actually go through and things that you think are possibly fixed expenses, like your phone bill, your internet bill, it is worth just calling the provider and asking them if you are on the best deal. Because it might be that you've been on that deal for a long time and there could be a better deal out there. So that's a good place to start as well. You can go through your what we call variable expenses. So things that vary month to month, like entertainment, um, eating out, things like that. And think just temporarily, if you're struggling and you're thinking, I really need to cut back my spending because I'm overspending each month, I'm spending more than my income. Can you cut back there temporarily, especially if you're trying to pay off um, credit card debt, for example, and gradually build them back in based on what you really, really miss once they're gone. And then it's good to create a budget and keep track month to month. And there are many ways of doing that. And I think the best thing to do is try different um, ways of budgeting and find the one that suits you. There's everything from using spreadsheets on Excel, Some people use pen and paper, apps, cash envelopes. And I have a blog post that detail exactly how to do these different budgeting methods step by step. And I also have a a spreadsheet available for people who want to try it out. There's a technique there out there for you. And I also think it's essential on all income levels because I sometimes have people say to me, well, I don't earn enough to budget or I earn too much and I don't need to budget. But I always think, well, if you think about all the successful businesses and companies, if you research them, they will all follow a budget. And that's because they know that in order to be successful financially, you do need to have a budget. But you shouldn't have a restrictive budget because otherwise I don't feel like you'll stick to it. And then also another tip that I might have to reassess your budget is to think about your large expenses that might be coming up in the next year or so and put aside money for them. Because the, the most common question I have or sort of problem that I have coming from my coaching clients is people saying to me, I start saving for a few months and then something comes up, like it might be booking flights or it might be school fees or it might be visa expenses, something large. And I always say to them, try to break it down and save, put that aside and save for it each month and have a think about having an emergency fund set aside as well for things like a car breakdown or your washing machine breaks or something like that, I think is always useful as well. So there are ways that you can actually reassess your budget 
to see where you can cut back. Brilliant ideas. Thanks, Alison. But what can consumers in the UAE do to save money on their bills? You know, can we begin with groceries, for instance? What are your tips for that? Sure, Felicity. I know when I first started looking at my finances, groceries was the area where my family was overspending the most. And a lot of people say that. Because a lot of people see it as obviously it's a necessity. You have to eat, you have to buy food, but it can be a place where it's very easy to overspend. And I actually took a few different steps to cut our grocery bill in half. And I didn't feel restricted. I don't feel like it hampered my family in any way. In fact, I think it saved time. And how I did that was the first and most important is planning meals. So making sure that the week before you're planning out what you want to eat and cook for the following week. And in order to do that, something that a lot of people don't do is going through and look in their kitchen, look in their pantry. So have a look through all of your drawers and your cabinets and see what you've already got because you may have ingredients to already make some meals and it could reduce your weekly shop. The other couple of things I do are I've chosen to shop online. Some people prefer to shop in store and some people prefer to shop online. I think it's a personal choice but I know when I switched to online shopping I saved a lot of money for a couple of reasons the first one is there's loads of discount vouchers and codes available for large supermarket chains such as Carrefour and Lulu and I do find it quite easy to price compare uh, options on sort of any kind of product that you're looking for rather than trying to look at the supermarket shelves that might be quite busy and crowded but if you do prefer to shop in the store Perhaps you could limit your actual trips to maybe once a week. Schedule your shopping before a meeting or an appointment so you don't have time to wander around the shop and pick up lots of extra purchases. And another tip that's worked really well for me is actually writing my shopping list out in the same layout as the store that I go to. So, for example, if you have toiletries, uh, things like shampoo and conditioner first when you enter the shop, actually list those out first. And so as you're moving around the shop, you are going through your list and it's just easier to logically follow it than to actually put lots of impulse purchases into your trolley. So there's lots of ways of cutting back. There's also batch cooking. So batch cooking several meals at a time or large meals and separating portions off and maybe freezing them can actually really help in terms of limiting the number of ingredients you have to buy and the time that you have to spend cooking. And then it might actually prevent you from buying takeaways if you're if that's something you're trying to cut back on. But I do want to add a caveat to say that you have to balance between convenience and cost. For example, if you really spend hours and hours and hours every week sourcing all your different products from different shops and one shop might have cheaper produce and another shop might have cheaper meat, you have to actually ask yourself, is it worth the time? So you have to weigh up between convenience and cost as well. So once you find your routine and your balance, I wouldn't spend really ages and ages and hours and hours trying to find the cheapest of all of your different items. If you do that, it might not be worth the time and you could probably spend that time with your family or doing something else that you enjoy. So I hope those tips can sort of help people get started though if they do want to cut back on groceries. And as I said, we cut ours back. I cut 
I was back by 50% and I've stuck to that week after week. And I don't feel like my family has been impacted in a negative way at all. Really good tips. And I must say, I much prefer uh, doing grocery shopping online as well. And I save money that way too. Um, And I'm also not, I mean, I find physical grocery stores, supermarkets to be quite tempting and you're more tempted to buy something um, that you don't necessarily need, which then, of course, leads to overspending, but also food waste as well. Um, And that's the last thing we want to be doing at this stage, right? Absolutely agree. Grocery stores are notoriously good at advertising and getting you to uh, buy extra items. So and definitely they'll do things like they'll put, for example, the most expensive items tend to be at eye level. So another tip is if you do need to go to the store is to look up and look down, because often little tips like that, you might find a product that's that's just equally as as quality of, a, of an item. But if you purchase it from eye level, even little things like that that supermarkets do. And when you're in the um, queue waiting for the checkout, they often put tempting items for you there as well. So certainly online shopping does help. I think in the comfort of your own home, um, you actually also put the the petrol cost onto them as well, the fuel cost, because they deliver it a lot. Often supermarkets, if you spend a certain amount, will deliver it for free um, at no expense to you. And like I said, I do find it easier to to price compare because often you will have something that's 400 grams and then you might have another product that's one kilo and another product that's two kilos and in the supermarket it can be quite difficult to make those calculations kilo for kilo but when you're actually looking online in the comfort of your own home I think it can be easier to figure out what's the best item for you. Absolutely and speaking of petrol what about saving on petrol are there ways that we can cut back despite, you know, this heavy reliance that we have on cars in the UAE. Absolutely. And fuel is still relatively cheap in the UAE, but it is rising. It is on the increase. And we do tend to use our vehicles a lot. The weather is is generally one of the reasons why we do that. So it is difficult to not use vehicles for a lot of people. However, there are ways that you can reduce your fuel bill. For example, you could do a car-free challenge. So you could challenge yourself to one day or both days of the weekend, perhaps leaving your car at home and trying to plan activities around and inside your home and think, is there a way that I can not get in my car for the whole day and make it into a bit of a family challenge to actually reduce the use of your car? Because the biggest way you can reduce your petrol bills is to reduce the use of your car. That might not be easy for everyone. So other things you could do is take your car for regular services and check in the tire pressure. I ask people, when was the last time you actually went to check your tire pressure at Adnock or other petrol stations? It's absolutely free of charge and it can really increase your fuel economy, having the right pressure inflation in your tires and also just making sure that you're getting your car serviced regularly and can also prevent Expensive repairs can prevent accidents as well. Also, things like lightening the load in your car. So the more weight that your car carries, the more petrol it's going to use. And I know people who will carry around boxes of clothes that they keep meaning to drop off at Red Crescent for weeks, boxes of books that they keep meaning to drop off at school and things like that. If you unload, take the time to unload your car, it will make a difference in how much petrol you use. Other things you could do is think about your sort of weekly schedule and your plan. So to reduce the number of trips that you make, 
have a think about, are you using your car several times a week to go to the same sort of area? For example, if you had a medical appointment and you needed to go to the post office and you needed to do another, run another errand all within the same area, why not schedule that for the same day and just use your car the one time? Another thing you could do is look at carpooling. So if you live near people who work at the same place as you, could you look at sharing lifts? Could you look at car lifts for things like children's activities. If your children of yourself and your neighbours go to the same sports club, could you look at that? Really would save time and money. And the final thing is actually how you drive. So avoiding harsh acceleration, braking, things like that, and actually just driving kind of more of a slow and steady sort of way can actually reduce the petrol and fuel usage as well. So these things might not have a huge impact on your bills, but they certainly will reduce the amount of fuel that you're using and could actually save you time as well. And also as an added bonus is good for the environment. Yeah, absolutely. It certainly adds up, I think, you know, in lots of positive ways. Finally, Alison, what other things can we do to cut back on to ensure we have, you know, some money to spare for fun things or even, you know, to save or invest more? Yeah. So I'm glad that you asked me this because I know I I talk a lot about saving tips on my Instagram and my blog, but I do think that it, it definitely is a balance between saving and spending. And we shouldn't be saving to the point of losing our quality of life. Um, And we should definitely strike a balance between living in the present because the future isn't guaranteed and also putting aside money for the future. So there needs to be some kind of balance there. And it does have to come back always to what do you value? What do you really want? And it can be really difficult to actually like extricate yourself from keeping up with the Joneses and the peer pressure. For example, if you work at a company where every single person in the car park has a land cruiser and you really don't want a land cruiser and you don't want the cost of one, it can be quite difficult to be the only person with, you know, the small older car in the in the car park. So I think and, and there's nothing against buying a, a large land cruiser if that's what makes you happy, but that's what the key. It's got to be what makes you happy, not the pressure of what's going on around you, which I think can happen quite a lot in Dubai. Um, It's well known for its luxury lifestyle. So I think this is where a really good way of figuring out what you really value is to take on a savings challenge or a no-spend challenge, even if it's just for the short term. So cut out all of your extravagance just for the short term, and you will soon figure out what you genuinely miss and what actually was just there as a habit or what was there as a pressure. So I I definitely think that it's that balance and everyone has to figure that out for themselves. It's called personal finance for a reason because it's personal to every unique person. So I think that it really, even though we've talked about specific tips for groceries and fuel bills, because that pertains to most people, isn't about whether you do your grocery shopping online or in store. It comes down to figuring out what you want and what lifestyle that you want to live. But I do have three golden money rules that I stick to, and I always advise people to stick to, despite whatever your lifestyle is, your income level, and they are to always live within your means. So whatever income that you are bringing in, I always advise people, you have to live 
under that. Your expenses must be less than what you bring in because otherwise you're going to go into debt. And to go into debt is going to be very, very stressful. And it actually sometimes adds up quite a lot of interest in the long run. And it's not a good situation to be in. So I always say live within your means, live according to your values, live according to what you want and not what society wants. And if you learn to kind of let go of what other people think, then you can actually be free to live on the budget and the income and the expenses that suit you. And you can actually live a happier and more fulfilled life. But also another golden rule is to always track your income and expenses. No matter what your income level is, no matter how much debt you have or investments you have, it's always a good idea to track what's coming in and what's going out. Like I said before, there are plenty of apps available that can do that for you. I have a spreadsheet available. You could make your own. A lot of people do it using good old fashioned pen and paper. But however you do it, it's always good to track, okay, what's going on here in terms of my habits and my uh, patterns, my spending patterns? And, And is it, have I lost it a little bit? Have I lost my way? Keep your goals and your priorities in your mind as you do your tracking and ask yourself, is this spending taking me in the direction of my goals and the lifestyle that I want for myself and my family? And if it is, then that's great. But if it isn't, that's when you can start looking at these tips and ways of cutting back. So as well as inflation, we do have to also think about our own personal unique situations. And I think that having some savings rate is always a good buffer in terms of inflation. If you have a savings rate, which means that basically your income is more than your expenses, so you're saving some of what you earn each month, then you are going to always have a security blanket and be prepared for times like this. So external events are not going to affect you as much because you know I can live on less and I have that buffer available. So if if prices do increase a little bit outside of my control, that's okay. So I think that it will give you more peace of mind to learn to maybe live with less and live according to your values and what you want and what brings you fulfillment in your life rather than what a lot of people do, which is what society expects of them or their family or their or their work colleagues, the people around them. And it might not be conducive to your income. Thank you this week to Alison Sultani of Leap Savvy Savers. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf@thenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan, and I've been your host, Felicity Glover.